0: happening this week on your favorite soap opera. It's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan.
1: Welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live, coming to you this week from SoapCentral.com headquarters in Philadelphia. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. With new online radio programs and podcasts popping up seemingly daily, I want to thank you guys for choosing to spend some time with us this week. It is maybe only an hour of your time, but we know that your time is very important. And the fact that you've chosen to talk about anything and everything soaps with us this week means a great deal to certainly everybody involved in this podcast and radio program and myself. Your support means so much every week because without you, there would be no show for us to do. As I mentioned, though, we are back to our regular live schedule again this week after last week's special Daytime Emmys preview. We're not quite done with the Emmys, so this is a post-show wrap-up, if you will. We're going to be talking about all of the winners, the surprises, the things that you didn't see backstage and on the red carpet. The Daytime Emmys are, of course, a celebration of daytime. It's daytime's biggest night. And I was so happy to be able to be a part of it again for what? I think this is my 14th year covering the Daytime Emmys. And I have to tell you that I still get as much of a thrill out of it in 2013 as I did in 1999. And I'm looking forward to going back next year. That is, of course, if they'll have me. I'm also quite happy to say that I was the predictions champion this year, winning not only the SoapCentral.com experts pool, but also the Gold Derby Experts pool, and to think that they wanted to kick me out of the press room. Well, I'm sure they had a reason. (laughs) Anyway, coming up at about the halfway mark of this week's show, I'm going to be joined by our Days of Our Lives, Two Scoops columnists, Tony and Larissa, because there was, let's face it, a lot of Days news coming out of this year's Daytime Emmys. In addition to Days winning Outstanding Drama Series for the first time in... uh, more than a generation, 35 years. That's almost as old as me. (laughs) I was told at the Emmys by one of the day's cast members that I'm an old man, but we'll talk about that too coming up later. And we also learned that Emmy winner Chandler Massey is not planning to re-sign with the show. Is it true? Is it fiction? Is it somewhere in between? We'll talk about that. Casey Diedrich, of course, has confirmed that he's opted to exit the show. Maybe not a surprise, but it's now official. But more importantly... We're here to chat with you, or at least I am. I don't know who we are. We may have some other people coming on later in the show to chat with you as well. So if you want to be a part of this week's show, I'd love to hear from you. Just give us a call at our toll free hotline. It's 866-472-5788. If you can't make it to the phone or you're hiding from someone and don't want to have your voice broadcast to our 300,000 plus listeners, feel free to fire off a tweet. You can do so at Soap Central Live or at Soap Central. I check them both throughout the show. I'll try to read your tweets on air if I can. Or, of course, you can always call in, and the number again is 866-472-5788. Now, I thought that we would kick off this week's show with the first award. I'm here to present the award for outstanding performance by a special guest on a Soap Central Live episode. And the winner is... Um... Okay, this is awkward, because the name on this card is not a nominee in this category. So while I wait for a new envelope, I'm just going to introduce our first guest, Richard Sims, the executive editor of Soaps In-Depth magazine. Richard, you're not the winner, but welcome to the show. Wait,
2: I didn't win? (laughs) I was Uh, told that I. the only reason I showed up for this rinky-dink affair is I was told I would win. Just like George Lucas, I was given prominent seating, so that the camera could cut to me often when everyone knew I was going to win, and you're telling me I didn't win?
1: Well, not according to this card, but, uh, I mean, well, then again, they couldn't possibly mix up the winner card at an awards show. That just wouldn't happen.
2: If it did, you can only hope that there's someone as, A, smart and you know, and, and quick-witted as Aisha Taylor, because she really saved that. I thought, I thought her little clip about how uh, the uh, informative t- talk show award was going to Homeland because they win everything. <laughs> I thought that was brilliant, and you know, and more importantly, she was she was smart enough. I don't think a lot of the people on that stage that night would have been smart enough to realize they were about to reveal the wrong winner for the wrong category. I, she scored so many major props with me for that for that little the way she the way she handled that moment.
1: And if being incredibly on your toes wasn't enough. And being able to get through that and be funny, she also looked like a million bucks. So she had the absolute trifecta there.
2: She did. You know, she was one of about four people who, as the um, evening went on, I said, "Okay, I would have liked her as host." You know, um, I—it's no secret. I did a whole telecast. Uh, telecast. I did a whole <laughs> podcast last week on, you know, just sort of how. I was not thrilled with the image. But, but you know what? I want to back up a little bit because, I, first of all, I was sad that I wasn't able to be there. I really wanted to so be there. So was more importantly, more importantly, I want to hear from you how the red carpet was because I heard it was a little bit of a madhouse. Also, Charlie wants to know, because Charlie was here earlier, and he wants to know if the carpet matched the drapes.
1: <laughs> well, tell uh, Charlie that I'll answer that in about 10 minutes. It should only take about 10 minutes to get to that um the red carpet itself is you know it's it's really tough to explain it in terms of of being there for everyone who's ever seen a red carpet it seems a lot tamer than what it is being there for me richard the thing that and i was looking forward to you being there uh, i'm sorry that you couldn't be there is i love for people to really experience the craziness firsthand because this is something that you cannot plan for you cannot uh, expect that someone will be coming in a particular order. You don't necessarily know who will be showing up. You don't know who is going to want to talk and in what order. Uh, it's not like all of the Young and the Restless stars come at once, so you can sort of have a train of thought. You may be talking to Michelle Stafford one moment, and then you get uh, Chriselle Staus, and then you get Erica Slazak. And then, you know, there's it's, it's a whole sort of... I I wish that someone could just sort of film that experience. Now, that aside, I'm sure people who've been following along know that there was a lot of drama with press credentials this year. That some people were not originally allowed to cover the red carpet and there were severe oversights. I will tell you, as I sort of teased about at the top of the show, I was kicked out of the press room.
2: Yeah, I want to hear about this. I I heard a little rumor about this. So what happened?
1: Well, the funny thing is, is this actually wasn't for behavior issues. I was on my utmost Emmy behavior, uh, behaving, professional, because again, this is, I think that this is, as I mentioned, this is, of course, daytime's biggest night. And the thing that's important to remember is that no matter what goes on there, is that this isn't about me. This isn't about Subcentral.com. This isn't about any individual entity. This is about celebrating daytime's biggest night. And I think that some people maybe get confused and make it about themselves or make it about what they are to the daytime Emmys. So that's not the case. Well, I went to my table in the press room where originally my name was not there. Then it showed up and the name was there. But as I was going back to my table, I was told that I wasn't allowed in the press room i said oh well you know there's my name up there it's on the table apparently the pass that i was given the press pass was not the correct color uh you can save never mind i was about to say something that would definitely get me kicked off the air i'll save it for later Richard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then i saw they said you need to go into the other press room so i went to the other press room And they told me there that I did not have the correct press pass either, and they took my press pass away from me. So then I had no press passes. So out of spite, I said I wasn't going back into the press room. I sent someone else who was uh, working with me for SoapCentral.com into the press room to cover everything, and I sort of milled about and watched to see what was going on. But uh, again, I got almost every single prediction. I got one wrong, and they were asking me to leave the press room. I thought that that was a little surprising, considering that they let people in there that didn't even know what the daytime Emmys were. Uh, well, but. not only that, but apparently you should have been hanging
2: with um, what's his name, Jimmy Jimmy Deschler from General Hospital, because at one point he snuck out of the main ballroom because they had a headache, and he was going to take an a an, leave and a leave or something. And he uh, he heard commotion, and he went into the press room, and that was and that was where he saw. Um, Kristen Alderson win her award show he was allowed in the press room and I'm betting he didn't
1: have press credentials (laughs) it's actually funny that you mentioned that because I did end up hanging out with him outside of the award show in the the lobby of the the Beverly Hilton we sort of talked and introduced each other because we uh, I think we'd met previously but this is the first time that we were able to have a A full-fledged discussion. And since I was banned from the event, I figured what better else, what other thing to do than just hang out with people. Uh, But no, it was was enjoyable. But something else that I, I really need to remind people, you know, we talk about the daytime Emmys and they've sort of bounced around from here to there. They've been at the Kodak Theater for a while. Then they went to the Orpheum for a year. Then they were in Las Vegas. Now they're at the Hilton. Something that Concerned me that maybe didn't have to, but I feel that soap fans do need to know what's going on, particularly if for some reason, say, the Beverly Hilton wouldn't want to host these awards again. I was absolutely astounded and not in a good way by some of the behavior of members of the soap or daytime press. I shouldn't just say soap because I don't know that everyone there was specifically covering soaps, but uh, members of the press There was one particular instance where there was a a hotel staff member. She was guarding the door because uh, the door led to the outside to where you can check into the hotel. But that entrance actually ended up leading into the red carpet. So obviously they didn't want random people showing up on the red carpet and potentially causing commotion and chaos. Several members of one photographer and one member of the press threw empty water bottles at the guard and said to her, no. hey, get us water. And she sort of looked and she said, aren't you the help?
2: I'm I'm appalled
1: beyond appalled. I mean, and these are things that I would have to take uh, think would be taken into consideration when they review at the Beverly Hilton what's going on and if they want to host the event again. And I went over to her and I could tell that she was biting her tongue as much as she could, because let's face it, this is her livelihood, she can't say anything to anyone because it would end up being her job that was lost. So I went over to her and I said, you know, I want you to know, first, I know that you can't say anything and I'm sure there are many things going on in your mind, but I want to let you know that this is not indicative of what the soap and daytime community is. And on this behalf of these two people, I wanted to apologize to her, even though, you know, it's sort of, it doesn't really mean anything because it's not coming from the person who did this. It does
2: mean something. It does. I hope so. I've been in that position where I have either gone to a person and apologized, you know, for someone else's behavior or even, you know, sought out their manager and said, listen, I gotta tell you, that person was grace under fire because if it had been me, I I would have thrown that battle back at them, (laughs) you know, uh, so it does. It makes a difference to that person. They like knowing that someone recognized the bad behavior, and that someone sort of acknowledged it, even if it wasn't the people who should be. So kudos to you, because that that does, that makes a huge difference.
1: I just, I think in anything, you know, looking at that sort of, of treatment, no one wants to be treated that way. It's the same thing that you and I talk about seemingly on a recurring basis here, is some of the treatment that the fans will end up giving to performers or maybe the executive types of the shows, just as this... this Angriness, this uh, far and above sort of outrage that people have and the the, the way that they take a, a personal attack on people who I, I don't think it's necessarily warranted because you know uh, someone chose to leave the show or a couple broke up or whatever it is uh, but you know I mean that's not necessarily related well, to the daytime nothing
2: about There is, I, you know in my opinion, really there is nothing about a soap i I get the passion i you know I love my soaps you love your soaps, I get it. But there is nothing that warrants that kind of rudeness and that's really what it is. It's disrespectful and it's rude and, and it really just makes, it's the kind of thing that makes all of us look bad and, you know, I just wish we could all put on a smile, you know, sing kumbaya and hold hands and just, you know, kind of cut that crap out because it's just, it's, it's just not pleasant. Nobody wants to be associated with that.
1: I certainly wouldn't think so. I mean, the more importantly for everything, as I mentioned that the Daytime Emmys are about celebrating Daytime's best. And You know, the thing that also bothers me afterwards is when someone wins to immediately see on a Twitter feed or, or somewhere that so-and-so didn't deserve to win. Well, yes. I happen to say, and I'm not necessarily saying that I know everything. I will, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to say that on the air. Oh, if you don't, I will. <laughs> However, I will say that With the one exception, which I I did say, the one that I was wrong about, I said would be a tie, and I was incorrect about that, everyone who I predicted to win did win, so this isn't just that, you know, some random people made up the winners, I agree with them, I picked these people, and I have to tell you, for the most part, even though there are certainly people who I feel a connection to, and I would love to have seen them win, and and unfortunately they didn't, I have absolutely no problems with the people who were chosen to win, And they are, of course, Doug Davidson and Heather Tom in the lead categories. Three people, Billy Miller, Scott Clifton, Julie Berman in the supporting. And Kristen Alderson and Chandler Massey in the younger categories. I thought that the selections were spot on. I'm happy for everyone, particularly Doug Davidson, first ever win. I think it's, what, 30-some years that he's been with The Young, The Restless. Kristen Alderson, first win, first nomination. She's been on... On soaps in for 15 years, uh, I thought it was interesting that she made sure that she thanked everyone at One Life to Live. And ironically, it was a character that she won for her work on General Hospital. Uh, it's it's sort of it's funny that you're on a show for all that time. She didn't get the nomination. She moved to another show. Finally, got the nomination and the win. Um, I, you know, I, I'm really happy for everyone. Seemed to be very humble. They seemed to be very excited. Uh, I enjoyed the. The, that part of it, I enjoyed talking to the people after they won and certainly before they won. So uh, to that extent, no complaints whatsoever.
2: Okay, well, a few things. First of all, whoever um, – I know we have a contest running tonight. Whoever had um, – everybody knows it on my show, uh, the Emmy show the other day I did the other night. I was talking about how it's almost impossible for anyone in the media or on TV or on a podcast or anywhere else to talk about the daytime Emmys without saying the words "daytime's biggest night," and so whoever had uh, six oh nine in the how long into the show will it be before Dan says the words "daytime's biggest night"? Congratulations, you're the winner of absolutely nothing except my 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 uh, respect. Um, I have to say, I, as we all know, did really badly in the uh picks as i I would
1: i always do (laughs) how badly did you do how many did you get right richard Uh, well you know the funny thing is
2: i think the most of the things i got right were not in soap category there (laughs) were things that i guessed that you know like oh i bet i can get best international food show that's gonna go to homeland (laughs) um the one that i did get right uh, that I remember, because I don't remember the whole thing, I'm going to pretend I don't anyway, is I did get Julie Marie Berman right, and that just seemed like an obvious one because her reel was so awesome. One of the ones that I wanted to pick and didn't, and I wish I had gone with my original thought, was Chandler Massey. I really, really, really wanted to pick Chandler Massey, and to be completely honest, here's the reason I didn't. Uh, as we discussed in our pre-Emmy picks, I went into the reels looking at them and saying... And pretending that I didn't know anything about the show, I'm only basing it on the reel. And Chandler's reel was fantastic, but it started out with two guys really passionately kissing. And I, in my head, said, I bet there are going to be people on that panel voting who that turns off, and they're not going to score it well because of that. And uh-huh. I am happy to say that homophobia that I put on to some of the <laughs> panel voters did not win the day and that, and, that, and that they rose above that. I was really actually literally – that's the only reason I didn't give it to him was I thought that that might hurt him.
1: It's interesting. And for me, in listening to what other people were saying in terms of the, the experts, a lot of people thought that that would be the reason, aside from the wonderful acting – but that that would be a reason that they would win because it was sort of a, you know, woohoo we're gay kind of moment. Uh, I'm not entirely sure that's what it's called, and I'm not sure there's a hashtag for that. But maybe is, there's, that's what I call maybe it. Maybe there
2: uh, That's what I call it. I call it my woohoo I'm gay moment. I have them all the time. All the time.
1: Well, you know, hashtag. If you want to out there start your own hashtag, there you go. We'll follow along and retweet as many woohoo I'm gay hashtags that we see. Uh, so did, you know, you,
2: did you do anything else fun while you were out there
1: well it 's interesting and i 'm whispering because this is very hush hush, so i 'm only going to mention it live on air with three hundred thousand listeners. I You're had a very, <laughs> had a very nice meeting with the folks at the online network, who of course, are the ones putting out all my children and one life to live. Would Tell you like me more to- well they secret messengers that they are found out that I was in Los Angeles. Imagine that me at the daytime Emmys who knew and not Hulu who knew. And they asked <laughs> me if I would like to take a meeting. I'm like, well, now I'm really Hollywood as my people of my homeowners association here accused me of mean in the first place. I'm like, I'll be Hollywood. I'll take a, I'll take a meeting. Well, you know, we'll do what we do. And I have to tell you if ever there were any doubt, they are so amped up and so in love and so 24-7 sleep, eat, drink, breathe these two shows. It was so refreshing for me because, you know, we have to... This is not speaking badly about any particular network. However, uh, you know, the we have experienced where perhaps ABC wasn't thrilled and they weren't really promoting All My Children and One Life to Live the way that they should have been. And to go to sort of the other extreme of the pendulum, where there are people who want these shows to succeed so badly. And this isn't, it wasn't getting to me, Richard, as though this was a, uh, you know, I have money in it kind of thing. We wanted to succeed. It went beyond that. Of course, it's a business and they want the shows to succeed because it's a business. But there's so much else in there. Everyone, even the folks there who weren't from a soap background, they really seem to take on such a love of these shows and have now become aware of what all of us are that these are some of the hardest working people in all of show business so it was so nice to have that that feeling that i wasn't going into a meeting and i was the crazy psychotic person who just really felt passionately about soaps so i'm hoping that now that we have the the, the work stoppage dispute with the unions resolved and hopefully everything else is uh, going back to the way that should. And it seems to me from everything that I can tell that the views on Hulu are going up. So if you're watching, keep watching. If you know of people who aren't watching, because I'm still getting emails from people who are like, how are you talking about all my children, one life to live? They're off the air. Well, no, they're back. Uh, So I'm feeling really good. And I feel that it's nice to have someone that has that real passion. And I will say that I get that from uh, Angelica McDaniel at CBS. She seems extremely passionate, or it doesn't seem. She is extremely passionate about oh, the Bold and Beautiful and the Young and the Restless and those incredible. shows. So,
2: she is so incredible. I mean, the changes that she's overseen and and sort of, you know, not everything has worked. I think, I think, I think the changes at Bold and Beautiful have been more successful than some of the ones at y r But it's a work in progress. But. Just her involvement and her enthusiasm. And I have to say, um, one of our people, while they were out there, talked to Rich Frank from Prospect Park. And, uh, you know, I got, as I was working on a story based on their transcript, I got the exact same impression of what you were saying. What really impressed me was, you know, Rich Frank is one of the big wigs there. He's one of the money men. Now, they don't use titles like like. Um, Rich Frank, you know, when we asked what should we refer to him as, they're like, you know, just Prospect Park, dude, (laughs) you know, like they don't, they don't don't give themselves like grandiose titles, but you know, this is one of the biggest people involved in this project. And he was talking about how he is at the studio until two o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, sometimes watching the rough cuts, helping with the editing, stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And, and that really impressed me. I have to admit, you know, because... You know, you just don't think of that. You know, I'm pretty sure Brian Franz wasn't at the studio until two o'clock in the morning, watching final edits of of General Hospital during you know during his stint. So really, yeah. Well, you know, either that or maybe he was, and maybe that was the problem. I don't know. (laughs) But but I was just I agree. I was really as I read this transcript and I read you know sort of the the you could feel the passion that this guy has. And I think that that trickles down. Um, you know, I've had a few little issues, but but I'm really, I, I really look forward to hearing more about your chat with them because I'm, I'm really glad. I think you're a great representative for the Soap Media, and I was really happy to hear that you were sitting down and talking to them.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, in terms of representatives in the media, I want to let Sophia and David know that I see that you're on the line. We're going to get to you in just a couple of minutes, but I have another exclusive top secret moment because you mentioned Rich Frank and I have to tell you if this is actually to me it's an amusing story it's more you really need to see the visual out there maybe I'll make a YouTube video and share it but for me <laughs> I ran into Rich Frank and Leslie Miller his wife at a hotel in the the restaurant the hotel that I was staying at the restaurant and I was there with my photographer I was there with my photographer's daughter And I saw them and I thought, uh uh-oh, you know, should I go over and introduce myself? And I thought, oh, I don't want to be one of those people that interrupts people at dinner. Uh, So for the next 20 minutes, the three of us argued and debated whether I should go over, (laughs) whether it was more rude for me to interrupt them, whether it was more rude for me to not interrupt them because, you know, it could be a moment lost. So then I did what everyone would do. I texted Chris Shell (laughs) Staus because that's what (laughs) everyone does (laughs) when they have a moment. like, Chris Out. I don't know why I'm whispering because it was a text, but I'm like, Chris Out, should I go over and tell them? And she said, you know, just, you have the largest soap opera website. They should definitely know who you are. Go over. Go over. So I went over. I actually, again, after another couple of minutes, took a deep breath, asked our waiter. I'm like, can you ask their waiter if the mood at the table is, is cheerful? Is this a good time? Anyway, so I finally took a deep breath, practically peed myself walking over. I'm like, hi. Uh, and I introduced myself, and they were absolutely wonderful. They did everything short of asking me to join them at the table. Uh, We had a nice little chat, and and I introduced them and let them know that how much I I wanted to help make sure that these shows succeed. So fast forward to the day of the daytime Emmys, which was, I guess, two days later, and finally Chriselle came over, and I was telling her and said, So, about that conference you told me, I should just go over and walk over to their table. She was, Yeah, how did it go? I'm so excited. I said, Well, I said, Yeah. Walked over, and I started to introduce myself, and I said, he said to me, who the hell are you? And her face <laughs> froze. And I said, I didn't know what to do, so I started uh, to say, you know, hi, I'm Dan Kroll from Subcentral. And I said that he said to me, I don't give an F who you are. Why are you interrupting our dinner? Get out of here. And her face and her jaw... And, and then I'm like, oh, my God, I can't do this anymore. So I told her I was kidding. And in addition to uh, calling me all sorts of names and beating the heck out of my shoulder, I did was able to get back a Chrishell for some other things that she had pulled. So hopefully so she's not.
2: you get to say, I. you get to wear a T-shirt that says, I punked Chrishell South. Mm-hmm.
1: I, and was beaten for it. Yes, it was very exciting. Also, it's worth
2: it's also worth noting that by tomorrow, because I've had experience with this, by tomorrow, this story will be on every message board. And the way uh-huh. it will be told is as if what you said to Chrishell really happened. It'll be told as if you walked up to their table and you were told, get the F out, and you were mortified and you were kicked out of it. And then it'll be expanded upon by there. So, of so course it will. Enjoy. Enjoy your moment of infamy, because that is how it'll be spun. You
1: know, and I'm actually fine with that. Uh believe it or not, I'll be part of I'll be part of Soap Lore. I mean it'll be not only did he get drunk and thrown out of the press room, but he accosted the founders of prospect Park at their table at the hotel. I'm fine with that. It it'll be a way to certainly build some sort of of, of craziness. But we I I'm looking at it, I can't believe that we've been chattering on here for half the show and we're gonna do some the Days Longest of Our Lives chat in a minute. Minutes ever. <laughs> Well, maybe the second longest 10 minutes ever. Let me let you have a couple of final words. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me take a quick phone call. Let's go to Sophia from Canada and find out if she has anything to say about the daytime Emmys before we take this break. Sophia, welcome to Soap Central Live.
3: Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me on again.
1: Well, thanks for not kicking me out of the show. Oh, uh, that's that's
3: <laughs> terrible. That's terrible.
1: Do you have anything that you would like to contribute to our rather rambling discussion of the Daytime Emmys? Anyone that you were particularly happy for? Uh, Anything that you saw that you absolutely loved?
3: Um, I think that I first just need to say, and I want to just make sure that people know this is not a personal attack in any way, but I think that Giada should just stick to everyday Italian. (laughs) Um, Because I was... I was honestly insulted by the those, if you want to call them interviews. I mean, she didn't know who these actors were. She didn't. She just didn't know anything about them. And I feel like they should have gotten someone like I don't know Christian LeBlanc, who has a good rapport wonderful. among many actors from many different shows. He wasn't up for a nomination, so.
1: So we had nothing else personally. to do this, which More was-
2: importantly, I think they should have just skipped that whole idea oh, yeah. and given soap fans what they really want, which is clips from the nominated shows. Yeah. Year after year after year. Every media outlet out there, every media outlet that covers soaps, and let's face it, soap viewers are the majority of people watching the daytime Emmys. We Very always funny. say one thing. Give us the clips. We want to see but the clips, they gave and they us never the
1: clips do. online to see, watch. So I don't know.
3: I was happy that they the clips were provided online. So this year I didn't necessarily need to see them as part of the show. Um, I mean, bottom line, I'm just happy the show was on the air, first of all. But um, I, I could have done without the couch segments. And um, for me, my upset of the night was. The supporting actress category. I was rooting for Katherine Kelly Lang. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, nothing against Julie Berman, but I just, for me, I felt that uh, Katherine Kelly Lang is long overdue for an. Emmy. Oh, actress.
1: absolutely, absolutely. She was long overdue for a daytime Emmy nomination. I think, and there have been so many years that I was convinced prior that this was her year. And again, this is what I said at the top of the show. For watching the reels, I picked who I. Picked based upon the material that I saw If you anybody goes to subcentral.com slash Emmys to check out our Emmy predictions they'll also see That I offered a selection of who I Want to win uh, You know there are certainly people who I just there's a special place in my Heart that I would like to see them win And there's also a special place in my heart for Having to uh, fill the next half of the show So what I'm going to do is Sophie, <laughs> I'm going to thank you so much for calling in
3: Okay, thank you. I just want to quickly say the best moment sure. of the night was Kristen Alderson winning. Her speech was totally heartfelt. That was the best.
1: It was definitely heartfelt. And there's we have some photos from backstage that I've posted on our Substantial.com Facebook page and elsewhere where you can see that uh, the wind did not go to her head. I'll also tweet some of those links to those photos as well. So thank you so much, Sophia.
3: Thank
2: it's you. Always
1: a, it's always a pleasure when you call in.
3: Okay, have a great day. Bye. You too.
1: Richard, I'm going to give you the last chance here, the last little bit of moment to maybe let's become shallow and let's talk about the fashion. Is there anyone who you thought was absolutely, what's the word that they use, ravishing, radiant, uh, some other R word on the red carpet?
2: Well, you know, I'm not really big on fashion, to be honest, but I will say uh, uh, one that stands out and and this is saying something because she was standing next to Aisha Tyler, who we said is was beautiful. But I actually thought Sharon Osbourne looked beautiful. I thought that dress she was wearing was just just kind of stunning. Um I it's funny because I just finished editing our Emmy pages for the next issue and you know, and it's all fashion stuff and I know nothing about fashion. I am not that kind of guy. I you know, you want to go somewhere else for that. But I had to comb through and find quotes from transcripts about all the different dresses. And some of them are hysterical because uh, they're just – Emmy Ryland was saying that her dress was so heavy because it was all beaded. And and she's a very funny girl to begin with. And she said, it's so heavy, I can't bend in half. I can't sit. I can only squat. <laughs> and so that's always fun to me, hearing them describe how they picked these dresses and then later were like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? <laughs>
1: Well, we are going to have some more fashion information with Chrishell Staus. It's going to be on SoapCentral.com. The reason it's not there yet is because we had a lot of editing to do this year. We had some things that we had to take out. We were also joined by a unexpected Haley Pulos, who was there. We sort of roped her in. That's another reason. There's, there's just a lot of hilarity to uh, sort of be... Shown. I'll have that up this weekend, so be sure to check it out. Of course, I'm going to tweet the links to it when I get a moment. But, Richard, I want to, you know, we never got that envelope to find out who was going to win Outstanding Performance by a special guest on a Soap Central Live episode. So maybe we'll just let you accept the award on behalf of the Academy until we find out who the real winner was.
2: Why am I treated so badly? I don't get an award. I get to accept. Someone else's award. Dan, I, I I'm done. I'm over
1: you. Done. Will you come back again soon? <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, anytime. <laughs> and we have Richard Sims, the executive editor of Soaps in Depth. You can follow him at Soaps in Depth ABC, Soaps in Depth C B S, How Rude Are You, uh, many other places. We <laughs> have to take a quick break, but we're gonna come back and talk about a lot of that days of our lives news from the Daytime Emmys first win in three billion years. And we're going to take more of your calls. If you'd like to be a part of the show during the commercial, give us a call at 866-472-5788. We'll take your call. We'll read your tweets. We'll be back with more of Soap Central Live in just a couple of minutes. Stay tuned.
0: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Take a sneak peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with Soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion
2: counts voiceamerica.com
0: you are tuned in today with soap central live starring dan j kroll do you have a question a comment or you just want a dish Please call in at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or drop a line to radio at soapcentral.com. Now,
1: back to our stories. Welcome back, everybody, to Soap Central Live. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. If you were listening to those commercials, and you should because they help pay the bills, you heard that we value your opinion here at Soap Central Live and on Voice America. So that means... Why not be a part of the show and tell us exactly what you think of your favorite soaps? The number is 866-472-5788. We have two folks on coming up as guests who really aren't afraid anymore to share their opinions. They may have been, but now they've been writing Two Scoops columns since, well, the dawn of time, it seems. They are here because... It is not every day that you can say that Days of Our Lives has won Outstanding Drama Series at the Daytime Emmys. It's not every leap year. It's not every decade. It's not every uh, four scores and seven years. It's none of that. It's actually once every 35 years. So do some math. Get your abacus. Whatever you need to do. We are welcoming our Days of Our Lives two Scoops Columnist on SoapCentral.com. We have Tony. Tony, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. Should we bring in your cohort, Larissa? I think so. She's
4: been good. Has she? She
1: has. Larissa, have you been good?
4: A little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit.
1: Not too much, though. Well, you know, it's one of the things that we hear after sporting events, when the teams win or don't win, they always encourage the fans to play nicely and not start any fires or loot or misbehave. I have to tell you, I'm sure that there were a lot of people in Salem who may have wanted to go out into the streets and just party like they were rock stars. Because, as I mentioned, Days of Our Lives was named Outstanding Drama Series for the first time in 35 years. It's more than a lifetime. That's, what, two generations. Tony, I have to say, I don't really think that a lot of people were expecting this. And that's not a slight or it meant as an insult to Days of Our Lives. It's just I think people had given up on the fact that Days of Our Lives would ever win.
5: I agree with that. And it was actually funny because I was uh... – chatting live with uh, with Larissa, and so we were, you know, back and forth the whole night, and uh, I had two Emmy dates in person. My um, my roommate watched it, and one of our friends came over, and so we were having our little Emmy party, uh, remotely and, you know, in person, <laughs> and as soon as, like, you know, the, the nominees were starting to be read, and I just, like, before they announced the winner, of course, you know, I make a catty comment, which, you know, I never do, so... What you know, would you... What one... was the caddy <laughs> comment, hypothetically? Um, hypothetically, I might have, like, said the name of a show, like, and the winner is blah, blah, blah. And then, like, two seconds later, it was, like, Days of Our Lives. And I'm, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, oh, wait. <laughs> and I just, like, I just started clapping and cheering. And my roommate, who you know, who knows I write for two scoops, obviously. Like, she was there both going crazy. And, like, I'm back and forth. Louisa like, oh, my God, did this just happen? So we were all, you know, excited and, you know. Maybe a little teary-eyed with excitement, so it was definitely. Well,
1: Larissa, you are far more of, I guess, our classy person for the two scoops. You would never say anything bad about (laughs) another soap. What was what was your reaction when you heard the winner?
4: Well, it was really hard because I wanted to tweet out something, but I needed to like watch my language because my mom follows my Twitter, and I just the words were not coming to me. I'm a writer; I should have these words, but they were not coming to me when they announced the winner. But um, in all honesty. I thought um, looking at all the other nominees and all the other categories, I and Tony and I had kinda, you know, talked about this before how we thought that if Gaze was gonna win any um, you know, a bigger award we thought it would be directing directing absolutely. the scenes that days sent in, I mean, those days after scenes were a, had to be a bear to direct. I mean, I don't know. I've never, you know, I've never been a director, but I mean, they just had so many different pieces, so many special effects, so many things going on at one time that I thought when days didn't win directing, I think I even sent a message to Tony and I was like, okay, you know, that's it. Now they're not going to win. So I was shocked because I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought actually days had had a had a more than a decent shot at directing just because of those episodes. And so when they, when they didn't win, I was, I was surprised. But when they I totally, so then to take home
1: the big... totally agree, I think you're absolutely right with those scenes. For me, it was really a, a three-way race. I didn't think that the young and the restless would win because it, it just, it, there wasn't a, a technical level that I thought was needed for those disaster scenes where you just, it was once and done. You're not going to get another chance to get those shots Uh, I'm going to say like,
4: oh, set up these explosions one more time and um, go ahead and dangle Allison Sweeney off the balcony again. And let's just go ahead and reshoot (laughs) that. You know, I don't think that that would happen.
1: I don't think so either. We uh, we have a lot more days things to talk about, but there has been someone waiting on the line. I want to make sure that we take his call and find out what he has to say about the Emmys. So we're going to bring in David from upstate New York. David, welcome to Subcentral Live. Thank you, Dan. It's nice to be back. I'm glad to have you back. I know that you want to weigh in on some of the Emmy aspects, so uh, we're a little short on time here, so we're going to have to try to speed through it, but what do you, you most want to talk about? Is there one particular category that you were most excited for?
2: Um, well, I I was a little disappointed because I thought one life to live would get writing.
1: Okay. Yeah, I was a little surprised by writing as well, but you know, uh, I, I don't know exactly what folks are voting for in terms of yeah. of the writing. So, But you know you're absolutely right. But the good news is, I think, David, is that hopefully once everything settles and they figure out where everything's going, perhaps One Life to Live will be up for a daytime Emmy next year for its online incarnation.
2: That would be very nice.
1: Do you think that that's your opinion? Do you think that the... All my children, one life to live should get into the same categories as the soaps that are on air. Do you think that they should get their own categories? Do you think that it's fair because the budgets are different? Uh, just quickly, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Um, you know, I wouldn't care as long as they get in there somehow. Uh-huh. Um, I think, I think they're just as viable online as they are as they were on the network, so I think I think yes, I do think they should be classified with the rest of them on the network yeah.
1: I agree, I think it's only a matter of time before we find out where they fall I want to thank you, David, so much for calling in, like I said, I know we're a little short on time but you are always welcome to call back we look forward to your calls when you do call in we are we are Talking about the, the, the budgets and whether or not One Life to Live and All My Children should fall into the same categories as some of the network soaps. It's going to definitely be something that we discuss moving into next year's Daytime Emmy season. It's hard to believe we're already halfway through the submission period for the 2014 Daytime Emmys, guys. But, Tony, something that I don't think that was expected, Well, and it, it's not unprecedented because it did happen before – But we had a Days of Our Lives Emmy winner, Chandler Massey, took his second consecutive win in Outstanding Younger Actor, went back to the press room and announced to all of us media folks that he was not going to sign his contract with Days of Our Lives when it expires in December. And there was a audible gasp in the press room. When you found this out, did you have an audible gasp or were you like, all of you, the two of you before, were you ready to tweet something with naughty words in it?
5: I was just, you know, the nature of soap opera, you're never utterly shocked when a fan favorite leaves. But I was, I was a, little, a little heartbroken because, you know, especially like Chandler, like we've watched him, you know, just grow and blossom over the last few years. I think three years exact, to be exact. So it's it's kind of disappointing, you know. I mean, I'm I'm happy for him and like, you know, he is a shooting star. So I mean, he's going to be fine wherever he decides to go and you know, wish him nothing but the best. But it's a little disappointing because I mean, he's, you know, definitely a core of the show now. So it's it's going to be a little weird adjusting to life without him, but you know, in the greedy sense, we have him at least till December and you know, they cape so far ahead, so that probably means like December 2015 he'll still be on the air. So that's kind of a good thing. So You know, we'll definitely get our Chandler fixes in this this year while we can.
1: Ironically, that will also probably be the next time that Days is eligible to win a daytime Emmy in another (laughs) 35 years. But Tony brings up a good point, Larissa. What do you do when you have someone who fans have obviously taken to? It's obviously a major character to the show. Should Days of Our Lives recast Will... Do they write him out and give fans some time to miss the character before they bring in someone new? If you're the Days of Our Lives executive, you're Ken Corday. What do you do?
4: I recast him and I'm with Tony I was I was upset when um, when I read the news this news will devastate my mother because my mother I'm not kidding you will call me every other week and say has that Will Boy has he gotten a primetime show yet because I think he's going to leave he's just too good like she is just she's going to be so upset to hear that he is leaving but it is a legacy character and when you have um, the, especially with this role because when you have the actors around him the caliber of Allison Sweeney and Deirdre Hall and James Scott who are going to to work with this character, whoever that actor is, Uh, they're going to have scenes with these kind of, you know, vets. Um, I, I think it's a really, it's a very recastable role, if that makes sense. And I say that as probably the biggest Chandler Massey fan in the history of ever, because I think he's wonderful. But I think he did such a good job of creating that role, as 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 bringing enough fans over to like Will, that you know it's almost a case of where hey, fans really like this character now, and and are willing to give an actor another chance at it because we like that character so much and we want him to stay
1: around. That's actually really fascinating because I think the conventional logic would be no other actor after Chandler stands a chance because he's so well loved. But that's an interesting take to say that he has maybe made the character so loved that it would in tune help someone who's going down the line rather than just recasting a role that nobody cares about because let's face it as soap fans. We've all seen characters that, for whatever reason, they just get getting recast and recast and recast. And no one likes the character. And, you know, but when we're talking about a recast, there is something that maybe wasn't so much of a secret, but it is now official, Tony. And I'm talking about Casey Diedrich out as Chad. It's been rumored since April. It was confirmed just this week. Is this uh, something where it's going to be along the same lines? Is this a really hard role to recast? is this something that is very important and must be recast at this exact moment? What are your thoughts on uh, a new Chad who apparently was being called Derek in the casting breakdowns?
5: Well, him leaving the show is kind of one of the worst kept secrets ever. And it's, it's, to me, it's really sad because, you know, it it was, you know, sad, but not shocking, I guess you could say. And, you know, it's, I, I feel bad because I feel like his uh, talents were horribly misused because he just he just radiates and he has such good charisma, especially with like pretty much anybody he co stars in a scene with and that's like that's really a rare you know, rarity and so you know, um you know, a lot of the days cast has that, like Ari Zucker, um James Scott. So it's like you know, these people just they work with everybody and that's that's the great thing about Casey and so that's mm-hmm. gonna be hard to match and that's gonna be you know something I miss about him and I just I wish we could've actually saw him on screen a lot more because you have this like, you know, Hitchter son who's not a little bit Lexi and a little bit E J, you know. So it's he was a nice mix of the two. And uh yeah, it'll be kind of you know, I was disappointed like said, the way they didn't give him as much to work with, so I kinda of saw that coming. I think I think Larissa and I may have actually talked about that maybe last year around <laughs> this time. We're like, Yeah, they need to give this boy some more to do so. I'm disappointed. But, you know, I think that him you know, maybe recasting the role as long as they get another tall drink of water that can, you know, look <laughs> enough like James Scott and act like him too. You know, I think it'll be interesting to see how a new actor takes on a role. Because it's, you know, I'm, I'm one of those weirdos on soaps that, like, you know, I definitely miss the certain celebrities but or stars, but I also, you know, kind of like to see, oh, how's this actor going to, you know, take on an approach to this role and, you know, what are they going to do with it? So.
1: You mentioned Little a tall canna. drink of water when it comes to discussing that there's no better expert than my Nana. So let's hear what she had. No, I'm just kidding. She's not on the line, but that would have been fun. Oh,
5: Sorry. man. <laughs> yeah, that's like the third heartbreak in a row for us today. It's you, yeah, yeah, Chandler, am not
1: Nana. You've got your Days of Our Lives Outstanding Drama Series win. You can't get everything you want. <laughs> uh, but what you can get is some time, Larissa, to promote this really kind of cool idea that you and Tony are doing for the summer. You're doing a special summer blog entry series on SoapCentral.com, and you're starting off with something that's very interesting. It's Salem's Top Ten Hunky Henchmen and Other Dodgy Days Guest Star Baddies. That is a mouthful. It's not quite as bad as she sells seashells down by the (laughs) seashore. But uh, Let's talk about the blogs. Where did the idea come from? And more importantly, where on earth did you get the idea to do the top 10 hunky henchmen?
4: So first of all, I love how you read that title. It was very, I'm solving the puzzle, Pat. So I thought you did a very good job with that. i
1: tried to um,
4: buy a vowel. Well, no. so Tony and I have tried to do, top. we've done top ten lists um, the last couple months starting, you know, at the beginning of the year. And we were throwing around ideas of what to do for the summer. And we had this idea of there are days, well, not just days, all soaps have these kind of great, like, small bit roles. Um, sometimes they're under five players who are just kind of on for a little bit and then gone. And, and it would be a neat way to kind of catalog those. So we started putting them all into a nice little cute pile. And then we got to thinking that we can really celebrate the villains on Days, which for, for me are some of my favorite characters. And so we had this whole idea to come up with a blog series and call it the Summer of Sinners. So all summer we're going to be talking about different villains in Salem, whether it's hunky henchmen or bad girls or villains we love to hate or villains we love to love. All these different um, characters are going to be making certain appearances. Um, we'll pay some respect to even the problem children of Salem. Um, so it'll be a fun way, and I think that fans of uh, the show will really like to to, to read them and to leave us their their picks as well for um, for all the bad guys.
1: Tony, we only have about two minutes to talk about this, but I know that we do a lot of really hard-hitting stuff on SoapCentral.com, and I'd imagine that this was probably one of the more laborious things for you and Larissa to do, to have to go through and, you know, just discuss these top ten hunky henchmen. I mean, I'm sorry that you had to be put through this. It was rough.
5: I mean, I'm just going to be sending you the bill for the for the rehab and you know, and, and the in the therapy session. So just you know, you can you can expect that invoice soon. No, it was, it was actually fun because like you know, both of us, you know, we'll you know, we have our own little you know, scooper chatter back and forth. Like, did you see that person or did you see that person? And you know, oh, Larissa makes fun of me because I have like a ton of days books and you know, and so I was like really digging. Deep into the books to make sure we can, like, you know, so just not new fans, you know, see people they like, but you know, people like, why can't you really give too much away, but people from the '60s and '70s and '80s and '90s. So hopefully, this will have a little bit of a uh, little bit for everybody too, and just kind of, you know, take a strip- trip down memory lane. That's what we're trying to do: jog people's memories and say, like, oh, I love that, you know, and, and get if there's... again.
1: And if there's someone that's not on this top 10 list, they can certainly write to you guys, and maybe they'll get added as a special mention. In the minute that we have left, which one of you is on deck this week for, I think it's Larissa, you're on deck this week for this week's Two Scoops column.
4: I am, and this week has been great. Like, there's nothing better than having a good week right after that Emmy win, because if if by chance that some people would be like, oh, well, Days won the Emmy. I should check it out and see, you know, mm-hmm. see what that show's all about. This is an awesome week to watch. I, 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 I usually wait until the end of the week when I write to watch, but I started watching right on, er, on Monday. And I was so excited by Tuesday. I was already pumped about tweeting about how excited I was for the week. So it'll be good. There's amazing Kristen stuff, which makes every week better. Justin and Adrian are on, which always... You know, amped up any awesome level. And it was just an all around really, really, really good week. So I'm excited. And you
1: mentioned, you know, looking back at some of these bad henchmen and stuff from the 1960s, and it's great because. Days actually taped these scenes back in the 1960s or 70s, it seems. So uh, we are out of time, unfortunately, for this week's special post-Daytime Emmys wrap-up show. We have more of the discussion about the Daytime Emmys at SoapCentral.com slash Emmys. We have more about all of your favorite soaps. Head over to the site and check out what's going on. You can see scoops and recaps and news and all that great stuff. And if for some reason you stumbled upon this show in the middle of the broadcast and you missed any part of it or you'd like to hear it again, head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. You'll have access to every show that we've ever done. You can listen to them on demand. You can download them, take them with you somewhere and listen to them without an internet connection once you've downloaded it. And it's a great way because it's completely free to catch up with all of your favorite soaps. Now, we are going to be back here again next week because like any good soap opera villain, you can't keep us down for too long. And we're going to have a chat about all my children i'll be doing a live twitter chat after the show answering all your questions about all my children it's going to be a new feature that we start and maybe do every week and catch up on all of your favorite soaps so i hope that you'll join us again it's next friday we're here every friday it'll be june 28th at 6 p.m eastern 3 p.m pacific for the continuing saga of soap central live have a great week everybody and we'll see you then